The podcast you're about to hear will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Kayode Okuta. Hi, welcome to the I3L podcast. Once again, my name is Kayode Okuta. And we're here to ensure that um, you get some of the very best learnings in um, leadership in, to make your leadership journey beautiful and your experience wonderful. Um, today we're going to be talking about a simple discussion called Hope Dispensers. Hope Dispensers. One of the characteristics of the vocal movement in which leadership exists today is the fact that a lot of people are depressed, a lot of people have certain certain uh, challenges a lot of societies have strains you know if i look at Brexit, britain i look at trump's america i just look at everywhere in the world it's just all about challenges about democracy about strain about uh, nationalism about different things and um, leadership does not exist in a vacuum so one of the rules of leaders uh, of the leader of leadership is to ensure that they dispense hope in an age of disruption you're going to be thinking would my business would my career would my would my family be in existence in the next 10 15 years would all i have learned how i've spent so much money to learn to earn would it still be useful in the next five the next 15 years in the days of artificial intelligence would a robot take my job would i still be relevant would i still be value adding even to my organization to my country or even to society and humanity at large so today i want to be talking about the fact that leaders must understand that they must be hope dispensers you must be in whatever leadership position you are you must see yourself as a hope dispenser you know when you get to a dispensing machine you could be a water dispenser machine, you understand, and you press, you just go there to take as much as you need. So it's important that leaders must ensure that as much as people need hope in whatever place that they are, they are the ones to ensure that, look, this hope is given. Because if people do not have hope, what I come to realize is the fact that they would resort to self-help. And um, if you're not careful, it would affect the entire organization. So you look around the whole world, look around organizations, you look around the the profit, the non-profit world, you're going to be thinking, how do we ensure that the leaders in the midst of the turmoil, in the midst of the strain, in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of everything that looks defeating, that almost when you no know, one could see light at the, at the end of the horizon, leaders should still be able to say, look, you know what, we're going to win. We're going to conquer. We're going to achieve. That's the job of a leader. That's the job of a leader. And so today, I want to just lead you through one or two or three things that you could use whenever you have this kind of situations in which you will have to now dispense hope. It's important to realize that you cannot do anything with circumstances. Circumstances come. But it's the job of a leader not to be defeated by circumstances, but to in the light of circumstances, create opportunities in which the organization can thrive and the people that work or that follow you can also thrive. So while I cannot do anything about circumstances, I cannot do anything about the disruption taking place in the world today, it's my job as a leader to ensure that not only do the organization that I lead thrive, everyone who belongs to the organization also thrive. And that's where greatness is birth. Greatness is not, it's not circumstantial. Greatness is a choice. It's deliberate action, deliberate intention, deliberate choices made in the light of our destination. 
So today I will just look very briefly about certain things that you can do to ensure that in every battle you're going through as a leader, that you can become a hope dispenser. And and I think this is this is a universal thing. Whether you are in Nigeria, you are in Ghana, you are in um, Poland, you are in Afghanistan, anywhere in the world. Once you understand these things, you would understand it better. And you have a greater chance of winning and chance of ensuring that you're successful even in your leadership. The number one is a battle of ideas. Leadership is always a battle of ideas. It's always a battle of ideas. And um, when I was doing my MBA at the Bafamolo University, I had um, an entrepreneurship lecturer who said to us that um, entrepreneurship is not about money. And if you think money first before entrepreneurship, it means that you have not thought through the process. And most times when they talk to people, they always talk to you about the challenges that they have. It could be a resource challenge. It could be an opportunity challenge. It could be a people challenge. You understand? And it's fine. But the truth about it is the fact that it's universal. There's always going to be a resource challenge. Resources will never be enough. That's what the economists tell us. Um, the people would always be, I mean, reason why we study human behavior, we studied it from time memorial from Aristotle, is the fact that we would always have people who do not behave in the way all of us should behave or all of us think we ought to behave. And education will not be uniform. It's not that people that were school, that some people that were school, that some people that went to school that will still not be school, will not be educated. And um, so you have to begin to think. So how do you how do you think about how do you how do you transform organizations? How do you transform the people that you're leading? How do you transform the um, the the society? You know, because I belong to a um, I belong to a country, and one of the things I've learned in this country is the fact that if you talk to the average young person my age or a little bit older than I am, everybody just seems to have given up hope. You understand? And so I think about. It. I said, look, you know what? There's something beyond just... It's easy to give up hope, you understand? But that's not the job of a leader to give up hope. No, we're not going to give up hope. We're going to we're going to understand that, you know what? We're going to dispense hope. But before we dispense hope, it must come to our, um, our consciousness that we're actually fighting a battle of ideas. Because if we do not win this battle of ideas, if there's a poverty of resources, if there's a poverty of education, if there's a lack of access to ideas... The resultant effect will be the, the creation of pockets of poverty that will improvise every one of us and all of us will become poor by about it. You know, one of the adages of the Yoruba tribe says that one rich man in the midst of 10 poor people is poorer than all of them. You know, so if there's no access to resources, access to education, access to certain things, access to ideas, what really happens is the fact that all of us become poorer about it. And that's the story of Nigeria. The story of the Boko Haram. It's a story of the fact that people must understand that these things are idealistic. If you take these ideas away from people, you will create this poverty. And once you create this poverty in one side, this, you create poverty, uh, pockets of poverty. Before you know it, you understand, you will have the pocket of poverty from Boko Haram, from the henchmen, from from the Niger Delta people and everywhere will be on fire and the society will become worse for it. Leadership must understand that you are in a battle of ideas. How do we win? How do we create an environment that will be beautiful for everyone? Because you see, the role of leadership is not about predicting the future. The role of leadership is about creating an environment where people can thrive. And I'm using the case of Nigeria, even if I know I have an international audience, it's because of the fact that maybe I just think it's time to hit the nail on the head. Now, just look at this. 
you have a situation where if you have an idea and the idea wins, the idea cascades down. Look at the intervention, the telecom revolution in Nigeria. It was an idea with the GSM. Let's sell the license. If we do well, it will cascade down. It's a battle of ideas. How do we win these things? How do we ensure that we can create clusters of industries and not clusters of what? Of poverty. Because if we create clusters of industries, we would create an egalitarian society. We would win. But if we create clusters of poverty, everyone will become poorer for it. And that's just what's going on. And this has to come to everyone's consciousness that, look, everywhere you are as a leader, there's going to be a battle of ideas. How would, would we change these things? Now, let me tell you three fundamentals of human behavior that you would have to win. You have to take into consideration when you are battling with ideas. Number one, people desire the status quo. People desire the status quo. People are comfortable with familiarity. You'll be, you'll be shocked that people are going through a lot and it's comfortable for them. It's okay for them. As long as we don't just want to tell them of a great future and think that they would just like the great future. No, they're comfortable with their discomfort. So if you want to make if you want to make change take place, you have to understand that people just love the status quo. They may tell you that they want something different. They may tell you they want a greater future. They may tell you they want this. They may tell you they want that. But you see, if you ask them ultimately to make a change, they will revert back to the status quo. And the status quo will keep giving them the same result. It was Ziegler that said something. He said, if we keep doing the same thing that we've been doing, we'll keep getting the same results. So if we want to change what our results, we'll have to change what we're doing. And to change what we're doing, you have to got to understand that people love the status quo. So leadership must understand that people love the familiar, the familiarity. So if you want to change behavior, if you want to come with a battle of ideas, you've got to let that be a fundamental point that you're taking into consideration. Number two thing I will talk about human behavior is that change is tough and difficult. Change is tough and difficult and it's emotional for many people. Change is tough and difficult and it's emotional for many people. So if you want people to make a change, you've got to make the change process comfortable for them and um, rewarding for them or acceptable for them so that they could put their hearts and their minds into it. So change is difficult for many people. People want to transit from one place to another. Change is difficult. You understand? I mean, anybody who thinks about it, thinks clearly, will find out that human beings just despise change. And that's why most change efforts fail. It's not because maybe the majority of the people have not seen the need for change, but it's just because of the fact that change is tough for many people and it's emotional. And because it's emotional, people are first emotional before they're logical, then it's extremely tough. And number three, thinking isn't complete until execution is complete. <laughs> so your thinking process as a leader isn't complete until what? Until execution is complete. Number one, I think the bottom idea is that you must understand that people desire the status quo. Number two, change is tough. And number three, thinking isn't complete until execution is complete. So no matter what you do, no matter the thinking process that you kept into play before you started the battle, by the time you enter into the real warfare, you'll find that you will need to adjust. You will need to really adjust and you become better for it. So for you to dispense hope, leadership is about a battle of ideas. And you know, people want to stay in certain places. You want to create a better future for people. And you, for you to do that, there were ideas that kept them in this place. How are you going to have another idea that would win? And how would you battle that idea so that you can win? And don't forget I said to you that thinking isn't complete until execution is completed. Don't forget that.
Number two thing I found out for leaders when you're going to try to become hope dispensers is that it's the role of a leader to help birth a desired future. Look, you know what? Today is not just good. Yeah, I know that change is tough. I know that change is difficult. But let's have it. It's not to predict it. The role of leadership is not to predict a desired future, but to what? To help back a desired future, to help navigate the terrain so that the future that is better than the present would be back in the organization, in the leadership, in anywhere we are. And the honors lies within that doing nothing is not an option because if you keep doing what you're doing, you will not keep getting what you're getting. I mean, that time is past. I remember many years ago, my grandpa, my mom, she used to sell fabrics. And she used to sell a particular type of Swiss fabrics. And after a while, the economy was changing and people were no longer using those kind of uh, Swiss fabrics for, for parties, which obviously in down southwest Nigeria used to be a major, major deal. People would not be found in the Ankara that came up later. I mean, a lot of people would not be found dead in it. But the society had changed. But she kept doing what she was doing. And she wasn't just getting the results she was getting because of the fact that the people had changed. So it's important to understand that it's the role of a leader to help birth a desired future for the organization or for the leadership or for the body in which you are leading. So you have to help people navigate the process. And navigating the process, navigating the terrain could be tough. Because you have interest blocks, you have uh, you have people stuck to the past, you have people who are emotional where they're coming from, you have people who that the past benefits them and the future would be unlikely to benefit them. And human beings have been dominantly selfish before they are community oriented or community driven. So human beings first are what they're first predominantly selfish. Number three thing I think that leadership must do in order to path hope is to burn the bridges. You know, most times I've come to realize, and even the Judeo-Christian texts, when Israel wanted to leave Egypt and um, they had to pass through the Red Sea, one of the things that I realized was that immediately they crossed the Red Sea and the Red Sea parted so that they could pass. Immediately they left, they came back together. Now, it wasn't only because the people that were pursuing them was covered. It was also important that they would not be able to pass back that Red Sea, back to where they were coming from. You have to burn the bridges. Now, if you burn the bridges, people know that there's no going back. The only place to go for is going to go forward. And that's when they know that there's no going back, that they can only go forward. Then hope can be really, really bothering the people. You understand? They just got to know that the only way is forward. They can go back again. So I think the role of leaders is to burn the bridges and leaders must ensure that whatever thing can lead them back to the past is gone. It's gone. So the burn the bridges, the past, the past is not going to be reckoned with everywhere is look we'll go forward this condition is going forward this country is going forward this nation is going for everything about this we'll go forward we'll burn the bridges we're not going backwards any longer and another thing i want to talk about in in leadership is to be a hope dispenser is the fact that the real control lever that every leader have is behavioral modification uh, how do we modify our values so that we can get the kind of results that we want to get look the behaviors we are having or the behaviors we've had is the result is what has resulted in today's action. So before we can go forward, we have to ask ourselves what behaviors, what lessons, what behaviors do we need to modify for what we're going to? All top class organizations, all top class countries, the first thing they modified was the behavior of the leadership, or leaders set the behaviors in which everything was set. 
a behavioral modification, the value system. What values are we going to accept? What values are we not going to accept? You know, maybe just a set of very few set of values, but I mean, within the set of values and the things you're going to accept, every other thing you will discard it. Look at how top organizations work, all high performing countries work. These are things. If a country begins to lose a set of values, what happens is the fact that the country becomes even not from the country, even if it's a culture, they begin to lose everything and, and they become extinct. Look at the Roman Empire. How did they lose it? They began to compromise on their values and their cultures. Time, history has taught us, and those are the things that we need to understand. That the greatest lever that the leaders have is behavioral modification. How do we modify the behaviors of the people to where we're going to? So we define our purpose, we define our values, we define the things we will not do, the things we will do, and what we will stick to it. We would rather be punished by our values than accept it than accept compromises. Those are the things. Now, if you look at Europe, Europe developed by the Protestant ethic. Fantastic. If Europe begins to lose the Protestant ethic, it tells you one thing. They could they could better it. They could add to it. It is about they begin to lose the fundamental fabric of what modify their change or modify their behavior, or modify their culture, or modify their society in time past. And finally, hope dispensers is the fact that you must always highlight that better is the goal, better is the goal, better is the goal. I've spoken about it before that one of the greatest things that leaders must always bring out to the organization and to the people that they lead is that they must begin to highlight the fact that we must be better than we are presently. We can be better, we can be better. And once you think that we can be better than this, everybody's motivated, everybody can think about it. If you make it, we can be bigger than you can make another goal, except being better the goal, you would have a lot of restrictions, a lot of a lot of uh, people that would that would disagree, a lot of people that would ensure that your views do not really work. So it's important to realize that if you are going to cause a change, you're going to be a health dispenser, in whatever you are doing, you must understand the role of making sure that better is the goal. How can we be better? How can we be better? And I mean, that's what one of those things that Dennis spoke to us about and Dennis said to us very clearly, he said, continuous improvement, continuous improvement. How can we be better? How can we be better? How can we be better? We keep getting better. We keep getting better. And organizations, countries that keep getting better will keep getting bigger and will keep getting more prosperous. So my take is that if leaders do these five things, Every leader, maybe a Nigerian leader, a governor, a state, LG chairman, anything that you do, once you do these five things, you become a winner. You become a winner and you become an exceptional leader. And I think our country, our generation is crying for exceptional leaders. And I said that, yes, even though I know I have an international audience, but the reason why I'm using this to speak is because I also understand that everything must start local first. Let me first make sure that I address these local things. And there are universal principles anywhere in America. You can still use these principles and battle of ideas. How do we win? How do we battle the desired future? If all leadership is just about present, we're going to be miserable. How do we burn the bridges to ensure that, look, we don't go to the past, we'll move forward? You understand, in America, they burn the bridges of slave trade, they burn the bridges of discrimination. So that bridges is just born and say, okay, you know, you just move forward. And behavioral modification. And finally, better must be the goal. You must always ensure that you must make it better. I want to make better. You would be a hope dispenser. And I think that everywhere you are, everywhere place you be, be a hope dispenser. Be a hope dispenser. Let people, whatever they drink from your intelligence, whatever they drink from your reserve, from your thinking, let hope be part of them. Then you will be an exceptional leader. And everyone will be better for it. God bless you. See you next time next week. I still remain carried on with our music. I feel your podcast.